Welcome to the Podcast Launch Strategy Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the latest podcast launch strategies and tactics to help you launch a successful show and grow your podcast. Hi, I'm Dimple Dang. I'm an online marketing expert, podcast coach, and the host of the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. I love helping others share their message globally to build a profitable personal brand that is mesmerizing. All right, let's get this podcast started. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be here with my good friend, Mark Savant, and he is with Mark Savant Media. He is an experienced podcaster. He's been podcasting for a couple of years, and I'm so excited to have him on the show today because we're going to be talking about podcast launch strategy secrets and tips that he's going to share with us and disclose. So Mark, welcome. Tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Thanks. Been podcasting for four and a half years, by the way. So it's been a, a quite a minute. I run a podcast production agency called Mark Savant Media, and I help business owners automate their podcasts. So we help you elevate your show to the next level, and we help you automate it. So you fill out a form, you interview the guest, we take care of the rest. Pretty simple. I love that. That even rhymes. That's pretty catchy. Love that. So <laughs> when you think about launching a show, right? There's a lot that goes into it. You and I both know, okay, you have to pick a name, right? You know, get a podcast cover done. Preferably, you may want to have an intro or an outro. And then also you have to think about, you know, the content. What type of content are you going to create? What are the topics going to be? And there's like so many different moving components, right? So if someone's brand new to podcasting, what are some things you can share that are going to help them without letting them feel overwhelmed? Ooh, so so A, it's it's a good idea to work with someone that can kind of give you some structure and give you a checklist. But it's really important that your podcast speaks to someone, that you you know who you're speaking to. I think that one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of podcasters and podcasts say is, oh, well, this is a show about everything for everyone. And, and I don't think that that's a recipe for success. I think it's generally speaking, and this is something that I have and, and still struggle with to an extent because there's so many great topics to cover. But I think that the more niche down in, and, and specialize your show, the, the better it will go. And I think that the other key component to a great podcast is, is having a great story and sharing great stories. That there's a reason why books like the Bible or the Quran or, you know, there's a reason why those have stead, stood the test of time. It's because they tell great stories that are applicable to everyday life. So if you can implement storytelling and and speak to a specific audience, I think that's the, the really the core of a great show. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I mean, I agree. I think it is best to niche down. And I think you and I both hosted Clubhouse Rooms on podcasting for like, you know, almost a year now. And one of the questions that we get all the time is, oh, I want to have a podcast, but I want to talk about like 10 different things. And we right. always say like, no, that's, you need to niche down. You can't have like, all of these different things you're going to talk about because who's your audience going to be, right? And you have to be able to attract your right audience. And it's okay if you repel an audience that doesn't want to listen to your show because they're not interested in fishing or playing volleyball or whatever your show is about, but it's going to attract a very niche audience that are going to be very loyal fans and followers, right? And I think there's a lot of value in building loyal fans and followers. And I think that you know, you've been podcasting for four and a half years, you must have a ton of loyal fans and followers. So, you know, on my other podcast, I just interviewed you for Mesmerizing Marketing. And we were talking about your first podcast was the one that was tailored towards an audience for dads. 
And then you have, you know, After Hours Entrepreneur did a lot of your audience from that podcast transition over because they were loyal fans and followers. Some did, but not, not many. Not many. It was kind of like a hard reset. Like I had a few people that were supporting me because, you know, I developed some relationships, but like, it doesn't matter how good the relationship is. If the topic doesn't speak to them again, this is why I think it's really important that you understand who you're speaking to, right? Because most of the dads that I connected with on the awesome dad show, they were interested in spending more time with their family and spending more time, with their, you know, spending time with their kids. Whereas the second show that I launched the after hours entrepreneur was more about building your business, building a side business into your main source of income. So different audiences, but I still have relationships from that, from that first show. I'll give you a perfect example. You know, five years ago, I, I you know, I had a, a small group of friends on Facebook and, and whatnot. I would get a few birthday messages this year on my Facebook page for this year's birthday. It, it took me hours to respond back. I got almost a hundred happy birthday individuals, right? Like more than that. So it was crazy, but you're right. When you show up and you provide value to people and you speak to the right audience and you tell the right stories, you create relationships that are meaningful for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I want to go back to the whole storytelling concept because I think storytelling is so powerful, right? And not enough people actually remember to, to do that, to tell stories. And I think stories are what captivate people and they draw them in, right? So how can someone who is a podcaster or a future podcaster become a better storyteller if maybe they're not that good at it to begin with? Practice, practice. I told myself this story. I don't know if you've told yourself this story. I'm not that interesting. I haven't done anything like I, you know, I'm not that interesting, right? I did everything. I went to high school. I took a little bit of time off. I went to college. I got married. That's not interesting, but I, I promise you there are things that happen in your life that, that are interesting. I, I recently read this book, Story Brand by Donald Miller, which gives you a really great framework. So if you are thinking about how can I tell better stories, I would really encourage you to pick up that book. It'll really change the way that you start to format your own stories. You know, you look at someone like Gary Vaynerchuk, he has hundreds of great stories. It's a skill. It, it's a skill you can build. You just got to practice and you got to start implementing stories. So that's, that's one of my goal this year is, you know, to learn how to tell more stories. I love that. Storytelling is so much fun too. It just captivates people and draws them in. And people remember those stories years and yes. years later, right? They were, and, and if they associate the story with Mark, then they also remember Mark, which, you know, which it's a win in itself. So when people are, you know, let's say they get good at storytelling and they're able to tell stories for their podcast. What about, you know, the whole, like having a guest and interviewing a guest, how should they be coming up with questions to ask, you know, their guests? Like what is the process that you use or you would recommend someone who's starting out to prepare for an interview for a podcast interview, whether they're a guest or they're a host? I think that the best questions are genuinely curious questions. Yeah. You know, when I first started my show, I was asking questions that I thought people might want to hear the answer to, you know, but I've since evolved that to say, what, what am I curious about? You know? So for me, I think finding guests that you're curious about and asking them the questions that kind of pique that curiosity are really important. So that's that, I think that'd be my best recommendation for asking great questions. Another great, just something that's really practical for everyone out there. If you're bringing on somebody that's written a book, go to their Amazon page and look at the negative reviews on that book. What are the negative reviews? That could give you some really interesting topics to ask your guest about. I love that. That is a great idea because it brings up <laughs> questions that are going to be a little bit unexpected, but also make for a great conversation. 
So when I think about, you know, your current podcast, right? So it's After Hours Entrepreneur, right? So when you were a kid, let's think back to the time when you're like five years old, six years old. Like, was there a time in your life when, you know, you were entrepreneurial from even a young age or is this something that just came about later in life? That's that's a really great question. And, and the answer is I've always been an employee. I've never been an employer. I've never been entrepreneurial because I was, I, I think partially because I was blessed with having parents that were able to give me what I needed. I didn't have to go out that Gary Vee and have to buy my first pair of shoes type of thing. But my, my father was entrepreneurial. He built a business. So I have some genes in me, I think. However, when I look back, there were a few things in my life that really, there were some, some key points in my life that really made me upset. And that those are the times where I didn't have control. So I was on this baseball team. I was probably one of the best players on the team. I played center field. I just, I was great at hitting the ball. I mean, I was just a solid, solid player. My coach was a jerk and he he put me at the back of the lineup. I didn't get the opportunities that I really wanted. And I was like, this stinks. I had a similar experience in high school or in middle school. I was playing basketball and I was, I thought <laughs> one of the better players on the team, the, you know, the, the point guard that was on the team, I didn't think was very good. I did some things I thought were better. I didn't get any playing time because the coach was the one that made the call. When I was going to college, going to university, I was working at Best Buy at the same time. And I was really involved. I loved the company. I loved the vibe. I had so much fun there. There were so many great people. And so I went to my, my bosses and I said, Hey, what can I do to, to move up? I'd like to move up from like entry level employee to a, to a supervisor, a floor lead. What can I do? And they said, join this volunteer team, go through this training program, start being more involved with the, the staff. I did everything they told me. Eventually, several good positions came up that I was a perfect fit for. I knew the people. I had good rapport. I was on time. I had done these volunteer work. I did everything. Not only did they pass me up, they brought in some doofus from another store to put into that position. And I was like, that's it. And so I didn't recognize it at the time, but it became, you know, for me, I think that we have a unique opportunity right now to take control of our lives. And if you're just hoping that somebody else gives you that opportunity, you're going to be sorely mistaken because humans are selfish creatures. They don't people don't care about you. They care about what's in it for them. Everybody. It's time for you to, to make, I, if everyone's on the fence now, take the move and start learning and start making those steps forward because it's a good time to take control of your destiny right now. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely is. I mean, we're in 2022. We've survived 2021. We've survived 2020. I mean, we are here and I think it's time to not just survive anymore, but to really thrive this year, right? I think that's like, yes. you know, that's the key. And, and I think it's, you know, it's a time to like go after your dreams and to do everything that you want and even do it scared. Like who cares? Just do it and just start. And, you know, when it comes to podcasting, when you first decided that you wanted to have a podcast, like what was your why? Because I always say having a why is so important and some people aren't really able to identify like their why, like the people that come into our clubhouse rooms and we talk about podcasting, right? And I always say, figure out your why first before you do anything, before you figure out the official name, all that stuff. Because if you don't have a why, you're probably gonna start and then you're gonna quit or you're gonna start working on it, but you're never gonna launch, right? you know, we're on podcast launch strategy. So the goal is to help you to launch your show. So what was your why? And how long was it that you wanted to start a podcast, you know, launch your show before you actually did it? Because for me, I wanted to launch a show many years ago, but then life got in the way, things got in the way, timing wasn't the right timing. 
I wasn't able to, but then last year I launched four podcasts, right? All, all together. I made up for all of those four or five years that I was supposed to do it four years ago. So <laughs> yeah, I don't have a social life, but you know, we're in a pandemic. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think for my why, like I said, I want to take control. I want to take control of my destiny. We talked about this on the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. I had tried a lot of different types of businesses, but while I was on the journey to create different businesses, I was just learning so much from podcasts. I could see the value because I could see how they were changing my life in unique ways. And so I, I started trying it. And then it, it's kind of funny. It's so funny, Dimple, how during life things happen and you don't really realize it's like we have these blind spots. We can assess everybody else around us. We know what everybody else is good at. We know what everybody else sucks at, but it's so hard sometimes to recognize that in ourselves. I wish I would have learned this earlier in life, but remember in college and university where, you know, when it was time to do a presentation in front of the whole class, I thrived. I was like, let's go. I had my little pointer and I was making PowerPoints and I was hundred percent confident. I loved it. And as soon as I got into podcasting, I recognized that this is for me. I love presenting. I love discussing challenging topics and making them very simple so that people can recognize them. But it's funny that like at the time when I was doing that, I didn't recognize it. And I wish I would have recognized it sooner, but you know what? Tomorrow doesn't matter. What matters is the action you take today. I say this to my team all the time. Done is better than perfect, you know, because not everything is going to be perfect. I know plenty of people that are always about, I'll start when this happens. Now's not a good time. Newsflash, it's never going to be. You, you just have to start taking action. You start failing and then, and then you learn. And, and that, that's really where I'm at right now because the perfect timing is just never there. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Mark. I mean, there is no perfect timing. Even when you think it's perfect timing, something will happen to make it imperfect. Yes. And I think that part of it is that you have to be willing to launch and do it imperfectly. You have to be willing to make mistakes. You know, on my other show where I just interviewed you for Mesmerizing Marketing, we were talking about the fact that there's a lot of things that you failed on in the beginning. There's a lot of mistakes that you made, but through the experiences that you went through, that was necessary to get you to where you are today for your journey, because you wouldn't have, right. you know, a podcast production agency where you do editing and you basically put the shows out there so people don't have to do anything. And if you had not gone through all of that, you wouldn't be where you are today. If you had not hired 15 wrong people to hire the right, like next 15 correct people, right? You wouldn't know what to look for. You wouldn't know how to share that knowledge with other people. And I also think that's why it's really important. Like we're also talking a little bit about masterminds and things like that. I think it's really important also to have a mentor, to have a coach. So what are your thoughts on that? And do you have mentors and coaches? Yes and no. I don't have like a specific coach that I, that I pay. I do, I mean, have people I would consider mentors. I just joined a local men's group in my area, real life group. Cause that's another thing in this digital world. Sometimes it's hard to actually find real physical people in your community. So I'm joining a men's group that I'm hoping will be great. One of the things that I've recognized Dimple time and time and time and time again, when I bring these awesome people onto my shows and my podcast, when I find like successful people, almost all of them are parts of masterminds or attribute their success to being part of a mastermind. So I agree that that's very important. Yeah. It's all upside. I actually, I have this men's group, the awesome dad show that I started Patreon for, and I still get paid for that. I don't even produce anything for it. Just people get signed up and they want to support what I'm doing. And so they're still paying me monthly. 
It's not a ton, but it's something. So I think that when you're first starting a podcast, you're probably not going to make a lot of money through sponsorships and stuff like that. So Patreon is a really like easy, simple, lightweight way to drive revenue. I did a, a group training last year, which I really enjoyed and I thought went pretty well. Then I got caught up with servicing clients and things like that. So it, it kind of dropped off, but I'm at a point now where I just want to create a community again for podcasters. They're looking for resources. They're looking for ideas. They want accountability. They want people that are going to help teach them new skills and connect them with new people. The goal is you get in and you're transformed. Yeah. I'm really glad to hear you're doing that because even for me, those are some things that I plan on doing this year because I have a community of lawyers, I have a community of podcasters, things like that. You know, I'm thinking about doing something for my lawyers and having a community yeah. for them and marketing focus because they do now it's different than before people had big budgets and they were spending 10K in pay-per-click ads and that was how they got business. But now even a lot of business owners, lawyers, doctors, chiropractors, they are all wanting to learn, you know, how to use social media, how to use Instagram, how to use YouTube, how to use TikTok, how to like use all of these platforms to, you know, to be creators themselves. And it's actually really working out well for them. A lot of them do get business from it. You know, when I did my Reels for Lawyers Challenge, they get business from it, they get clients from it, and they get recognition. Yes. So I think, you know, we're living in a time of the creator economy. And with all of the stuff that we already have, and then you've got the metaverse sneaking its way in here too, there's going to be so many opportunities for people to create. And I think podcasting is one of the wonderful things that personally, I feel like everybody should have a podcast because it is literally a walking, talking billboard that represents you. And one of the things that I can do is I can solidify potential clients signing up with you because when they see that you have a podcast, it gives you instant credibility versus somebody like if somebody was looking to hire somebody to do editing for their podcast, right? And they're looking at three people, Mark, and they look at two other people. The other two people don't have a show. You have your own show. I mean, who are they going to hire? They're probably going to hire you because that gives you credibility, right? And if you look at somebody like, oh, they're looking to hire someone who's like a legal marketing expert or a podcast coach, they're going to hire someone who's launched four podcasts to coach them rather than someone who's launched zero, right? Or somebody who has been working in the legal industry for many years. So I think having your own show is part of building that personal brand as well. And you're on YouTube, you have your podcast show. So it's in a way, I mean, whether you like it or not, Mark, you're kind of a celebrity. <laughs> it is pretty cool when I get recognized in public occasionally. But yeah, I think the podcast helps you stay top of mind. It builds trust. It, it, it helps search. If you have a website, it's great for the search optimization for your, for your website, depending on what you're selling, whether, you know, the, the buyer is always going to ask themselves, is this the right person? And if you have a podcast, they can pop in that earbud while they're jogging. They can put on your show while they're on the way to work and they can listen to your voice explaining who you are, your story, how you can help. It's a huge advantage. It makes you much more competitive in the marketplace. Absolutely. So this has been wonderful. But if there's anything else you wanted to share, feel free. I would just encourage everybody to take action. Take action. That's what after hours entrepreneurs do. We take action. So go take action. I love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Mark. And it was a pleasure having you on both of my podcasts. And if you're ever into like the girl shows, I mean, feel free to join me on Emily in Paris, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but thank you so much. And I will see you soon. And thanks for being on both my shows. Thanks, Dimple. 
Thank you for listening to the Podcast Launch Strategy Podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show and go ahead and download some more episodes and share my podcast with your friends. I would be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave a positive review and also visit my website, www.podcastlaunchstrategypodcast.com to check out all of my episodes. To connect with me on social media and learn about my Launch Your Podcast Masterclass, a comprehensive six-hour masterclass to help you launch and monetize your first show, make sure you check out the show notes. If you love marketing strategy, go check out my main podcast, Mesmerizing Marketing, because I know you'll love it. Happy podcasting, and I'll see you guys on the next episode.